All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So today I have Miss Rachel Fisher. She is a certified mindset and energy coach. I have been stalking her on the Instagram for weeks and weeks and weeks now and her energy on her page and just like what she's talking about. I just live for it. I save everything. I'm so, so excited that she's hanging out with us today. So if you just want to tell us your story, how you got here, tell me fun, exciting things. I'm so excited to learn more about your story. Ah, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm super pumped to be here. Um, Yeah, like kind of going into how I got to where I am today, I feel like it's been quite the journey. Um, You know, I've known since I was like a little girl that I was meant to help people. You know, that was always something that really shown, like showed through in like everything that I did, you know, and I, I, uh, I felt like once I got to be, uh, be a teenager and you know, I was kind of thinking, being asked a lot, like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I literally had no idea. Like I had, I had no idea. And I was really lost for a big portion of my teenage years up until my, um, like the first, like basically up until I was around 2021. 20, and so those periods of my life, um, were really, really challenging. I went through a lot of issues with my mental well-being, and it just kind of now where I'm at, it, it created a lot of empathy. You know, it was like all of these experiences that I was having um, made it so that I saw the world through a very different lens than what I see now. And so once I got to be uh, in my 20s, that's when I, I decided to move uh, out west by myself. So for those of you that probably obviously don't know, I'm, I'm from Canada. Um, I grew up in Ontario and I always had this dream of, of moving out west. Um, fell in love with the mountains when I went on a road trip when I was a teenager. And I was really led to to just, you know, sell everything that I owned and just move, move away. And uh, yeah, it was, it was super, it was exciting. And it was also um, a really intense period in itself because I had moved some, somewhere um, where I didn't know anybody. I didn't have family aside from my dad lived in Alberta briefly. Um, and I stayed with him for a little bit before when I first got there. And then I was completely on my own. And even then I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Like I felt so fucking lost. Like I was, cause I knew in my heart that I was meant to do something big in the world and something great, but I didn't know what it was. And I was struggling to understand how to live in my purpose. And I didn't want to go to university or college. Like not, it didn't resonate with me at all. I was like, you know, maybe I'll go to be a psychologist. Maybe I'll go to school to be a teacher. But none of it lit me up. Like I wasn't actually like excited about those things. I just thought like, well, like, you know, maybe I need to follow this conventional path. Although I've always been a rebel and I've never followed the rules. You know, I've, I've always been kind of one to pave my own way. I still was kind of falling into these mental traps of society of like, well, what like, do I need to go down this path to, to be successful? And shortly um after so i was basically like in my mid 20s at this point i think i was like 24 or 25 and i went through a really big heartbreak and i found myself in a position again of just like feeling so fucking lost like i was just like what am i doing like i'm like i'm 25 years old i literally feel like i i haven't done anything aside from just like have experiences which is amazing like i have seen so much and experienced so much at that point I was like wow like I I feel excited about 
all of these things that I've, I've seen and done, but I, I feel like I'm still just idling. I felt like I was fucking idling in life. And so I go through this huge heartbreak, which actually leads me to move even further out west to a place called Kelowna, which was like in the heart of the Okanagan Valley. It's like Canada's California. It's so beautiful. And uh, I found myself totally like, it was a month after my heartbreak and I was there and I, I just was like, what am I, what am I doing? And I had this job that I moved there for. And kind of long story short, I ended up getting into the fitness industry and I started working as um, a fitness advisor. And that really started to spark this fire within me that I was really good at coaching people. Like I was really good at it. And I excelled greatly at this job. Like I was so good at it. I was like, so, so the gym I worked for is called Good Life Fitness, and it's one of the biggest gym companies in the world, actually. And I was so good at this job that I was actually invited to this event called the Top 500. And I was like one of the top 500 people in this huge corporation. And it just started to show me myself in a different way. Like I felt like I was seeing in the mirror this glimpse of the self that I knew I was supposed to be, but just didn't know how to how to reach her, you know? And so through working in this fitness industry, I, I started to understand what coaching was. I was like, what the hell? There's this industry called coaching that has nothing to do with fitness. Cause I knew what fitness coaching was, you know, I knew what being a personal trainer was, but there was this whole other world. And I was like, wow, okay, this is really interesting. And how it all, it all unfolded was really fascinating. Like I ended up going out for coffee with this life coach and he was talking to me about his journey and how much money he was making and what he, he got to like do what he loved every day. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so because I was really passionate about health at the time, I initially got uh, enrolled into a program through the Health Coach Institute to become a certified holistic health coach and a life coach. And that was in 2018. And, uh, and it was just this really transformative experience. It was like the, the start of me really facing my own shadow and really starting to understand all of the, the things that had happened in my life and how they had affected me. And it was like, I kind of like opened Pandora's box, so to speak. And all of a sudden was like, whoa, okay, now I absolutely know what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. And I now understand how much work I have to do within myself. And so basically from that point, I became really, really passionate about mindset um, and energy work because I've been a spiritual on my own spiritual journey now since I was 20. Um, that's kind of when my own spiritual awakening, awakening happened. And I started to just really see how I could take these two things that I was really passionate about and kind of blend them, you know? And, and so for a while there, I was, you know, really identifying with like being like a spiritual mindset coach. And honestly, the labels in which I fall under change frequently because I'm a very multi-passionate person, but yeah, I basically last year, uh, so 2019, I spent most of the year just really, really focusing on cultivating the life that I desired. I was still working over 40 hours a week as a fitness advisor and I was building two businesses, one being my coaching practice and the other being a uh, digital marketing business that I had going with my partner. And it was, a, it was an intense year of like a massive growth, massive self-discovery. And I just knew that last year was the year that I'd quit my corporate job. And I was really, really like on it. You know, I was, I was putting in the work. I was, you know, really consciously creating what I want 
right? And so back in December of 2019, I left my corporate job. So it's actually coming up like pretty soon to this time of year, which is exciting. And this year has just been a, I am a different person than I was at the beginning of the year. The growth, the growth has just been insane. And I feel like my business is just blown up in, in the most magical of ways. I, I feel so deeply connected to where I'm at and where I'm headed. And, you know, I'm, I know that 2020 has been a really intense year for multi multitude of reasons, but I am so fucking grateful for this year. This year has literally propelled me forward and like helped me quantum leap in ways that I, I didn't even know were possible at the beginning of this year. So yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of it. <laughs> you know, it's a bit, it's a big chunk of time to work through, but yeah, it's, it's been a very, um, it's been quite the path. <laughs> I love it. And I, like, as soon as you were like, I think I was like 24, 25, dude, I have, I got out of like a three year, like shit show up and down relationship. And I was like, 25, screw it. I sold all of my stuff. I had two bags and I moved to Alaska. I was just like, I'm out. I'm done. I started, I got this job at a seasonal resort in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Like we are five, six hours away from any cities. And I was like, I'm just, I just need to go. I didn't know anyone. I had no idea what the hell I was getting into, but I was like, I'm going to Alaska. And, and I did the rule thing. Like I got good grades. I went to college. I graduated like top of my class, two degrees. And then I finished and was like, I don't want to fucking teach at all. I like went to school to be an English teacher. I had a great time. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go to grad school and I'm just done. I'm not doing that. I got into the hospitality industry and was like, perfect, done. There are hotels everywhere. Thankfully, I guess I have transitioned out of hospitality pre-COVID. So, which is insane because I met my husband at that seasonal thing in Alaska, like my second year. And we both moved out of like the seasonal industry and it's insane because all of the people we know didn't have jobs this summer and this winter. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's crazy that just like the risks that you can take and the rewards that you can reap because we, he changed careers and then I was like supporting that. And now he's fancy Mr. Web developer dude thing. And I'm, I'm building <laughs> a coaching business now because that makes me happy and I can help people. And I actually enjoy it which is, I was always in the camp of nobody really likes their job. Like nobody's Mm. happy going to work every day. I'm like, oh, I like it most of the time. So like, it's good enough, right? I was in that camp forever and it just seemed normal. And like you were saying, you're like, I knew there was something else that I could be doing and I would love and like that would pay you good money, which looking back, I'm like, it totally makes sense that you can get paid good money for like doing what you like. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole fancy experience some days. So I know you talk like a lot about like mindset and like energy and intuition kind of focusing. How do you help your clients like tap into that? Like people who aren't really connected with their intuition or they don't trust it or they thought they were going with it and they got burned and now they're like, oh no, I can only do things that make sense logically that I can map out or Like, Mm. can't just go with what I feel. Like, how do you help Mm. people tap into going with how you feel a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of those things where we are all gifted with this intuitive, these intuitive abilities, you know, and what happens is through your own personal lived experiences, sometimes you can get cut off from that trust 
in those intuitive instincts um, and abilities. And so really it becomes a matter of unlearning all the programming that you have been subconsciously wired to think and believe. And oftentimes that requires really starting to understand what it feels like to trust yourself and what it feels like to follow that those, you know, oftentimes people's intuition shows up as gut feelings. Like not everybody necessarily gets, you know, the the quote unquote, like gut feeling, everybody's body responds differently to these things. But most often there's a lot of the time this this sensation that happens when it comes to trusting yourself and so when it comes to my clients it's really about looking at where the like where the the distrust is happening like where like really like understanding like the programming that's creating this feeling of I can't trust myself or I need to have the answers that makes you know, logical sense to be able to move forward. Or oftentimes too, people are very conditioned to rely on external factors to feel safe and secure or to feel trustworthy within themselves or with other things that they're experiencing. And so it's really about helping people tap back into their own self-sovereignty to really start to understand what it means for them to to trust themselves and to feel safe in their decisions and to feel secure in what they're doing and where they're headed. And so, you know, these, this process is something that looks different for everybody. And that's what makes coaching so transformative is that it's not a one size fits all way of going about these, these things because everybody's different. But one of the things that I find that is really helpful because people are oftentimes really detached from the body, right? People are really detached from the sensations and the wisdom that is being communicated with uh, to you through your body. And so the, the mind and the body aren't separate entities. They are very, very intrinsically connected. And so helping people tune back into their body wisdom is really, really transformative because you're always being shown and guided where to go. And it's about reconnecting and and really coming home to those sensations that are cueing these, these certain um, inner knowings. And so an activity that's actually really helpful to help people start to tune back in and remember, because it's not about teaching something, somebody something that they don't know. It's about helping people remember the wisdom that's already there, remember their own, their own power. And so this activity um, is really helpful when you basically find a quiet space. Um, And it's helpful to get yourself into kind of a parasympathetic state. So, you know, this might look like, you know, shaking out your body before you do this activity maybe you're somebody who's into um, yoga or fitness or whatever it is whatever it looks like to kind of get yourself able to sit and just tune in Um, because what can happen sometimes for people that don't have a lot of experience with meditation um, and mindfulness as they go to sit down and and it's like they just they feel like they, they can't like their ego creates a narrative of I don't know how to do this this isn't safe and so we're not going to do it and that's why a lot of people avoid mindfulness or avoid meditation is because they have an ego narrative that recognizes it as this isn't safe and so I encourage some kind of movement um, to drop into your body and just to kind of relax the system and And so basically what you want to do is you want to kind of sit 
sit yourself down somewhere quiet and kind of get into like that meditative state, you know, uh, just do some breath work. You can do like a five, five, seven breath, which is five breaths in through your nose, hold for five out for seven through your nose and just repeating that cycle to help yourself get kind of into that state. And then this is like a, this is a yes and no exercise. And the idea is to help you actually tune into the sensations that are guiding you. So first off, what you're going to do is you're going to go through uh, an exercise. You're going to ask yourself, no questions. So you want to get a feeling for what's a no. So, you know, is, is, is grass purple? No. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, asking yourself if you have a different name, like really getting like, you want to ask yourself as many questions that respond with no, as you can to get an a feeling of what a no feels like in your body. So you might, if this is the first time you've ever done something like this, you might have to ask yourself like several, several questions to actually really get in touch with that no feeling. And then once you feel like you have a really good sense of what is a no, you want to go back and ask yourself yes questions. So, you know, is the sky blue? Yes. Is my name, whatever it is. Yes. And like, again, same, same thing. Just keep going until you have a feeling of what is a yes. And then what you can do is if there's a situation or a uh, thing that you maybe are looking looking for some, you know, inner wisdom on, or maybe there's a decision you need to make, then once you've really identified what's a yes and what's a no, you want to ask yourself the question that you're seeking answers to. And the important thing is, is to tune into the feeling the moment it happens, because you're, if you're somebody who is, is not necessarily used to practicing this kind of, um, this kind of practice, so to speak, is like, the ego will immediately come up with all the reasons why it's not safe. So you want to start to be able to discern between what feels like a fuck yes and what feels like a no and then what is potentially also just a a story that your ego or your inner critic is making up to keep you safe and so this is where it becomes a practice like everything is a practice and so it's a matter of really prioritizing these kinds of activities if you're somebody who is seeking what it feels like to trust that inner guidance, like really prioritize something like this so that you can start to actually get back in touch with the body. Does that make sense? I love it so much. Once you were like kind of like talking about getting in tune with the body, I was like, I hope she talks about breath work, which is something that I only discovered a year ago. Mm. And breath work changed. Yes. So many things because I used to struggle with that narrative, like sitting down to meditate. How am I supposed to sit here? I can't do Mm. it. And then I would like, my thoughts would wander and I would get mad at it instead of just like, it's fine. And I would just get so irritated with myself. that would be like, meditation's not for me. And that was, I was doing all this like manifesting work and like mindset stuff. But like, if someone was like, just meditate and I'm like, it's not going to happen. It's not, I'm not, I don't have the capacity. But then when I was introduced to breath work, I was like, that's how you focus. You're so in tune with like breathing and feeling where that breath is that it was oh i can do breath work for long periods of time and feel i do some of my best journaling work after breath work because you're you all of the white noise in our lives which is so much like we are so saturated with everything like my husband found he sent me this video this morning about how to do like a dopamine detox and we're gonna try that where it's an entire day like I know you just did like a social media free weekend like we're gonna do no phones no computers we're gonna like 
go to yep. the lake by our house and just, you know, we don't get to do that enough. And it's not talked about enough how good that is for us. Because like when we were growing up, we weren't, ki- like we didn't have a cell phone. I mean, okay, I didn't have a cell phone until I was like yep. 18. So mm. I've had a cell phone for less than half of my life. And there's eight-year-old TikTok stars who just like yeah. all day. And I'm just, that can't be, that can't, like if it's not mm. good for me as an adult, I don't think it can be good for like kids. I just, Mm -hmm. I just don't. I'm like, the world that we're growing up in doesn't know how to stand still. We Mm -hmm. hate standing still. I hate standing still. So I have to like make myself stand still. And you like talk a lot about like that self-care in like all of your posts and just like different things. How, how important, like we can say it's important all we want and Mm -hmm. people will be like, yeah, it is. But like, how do you get people to, you guys can't be grinding all day, every day, because it will be more detrimental. Like, how do you help people mm-hmm. pause? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it really comes back to learning what it feels like to be safe in resting, what it feels like to, to feel safe to do that, right? Because there is so much societal conditioning, um, whether that be from, you know, just society as a whole or, you know, parental um, conditioning or guardian conditioning where, there is this pressure to always be accomplishing, to always be doing. And oftentimes people were really rewarded for what they accomplished, right? So many people have grown up with the idea that if they accomplish, they get love, right? And for some people, the biggest times where they received love was when they were accomplishing things. And so there's this idea that if you're not doing, you're not succeeding, you're not receiving, you're not able to, you know, be, uh, you're not, you're not, you're not doing enough in some capacity. And so for a lot of people that I work with, it's about, again, unlearning those things, because most of the beliefs that we have aren't even ours, right? Like our subconscious is programmed from ages zero to seven. And so you got to sometimes take a look at like, well, what was my like, what were those years like in my life? What were what was happening? What was I experiencing? What was that? What, what did I hear? What was I praised for? Like all people have inner child work to do. Like our inner child never leaves us. us. They are always present. And so it's kind of a matter of tuning into that inner child and and seeing like, well, what feels unsafe about this? What is it that I don't feel safe doing right now? And so I, for, for me, for example, and I'll speak from personal experience, I had this overachiever mentality for a lot of, of my life, which felt really, uh, when I realized this, it seemed like it didn't make sense because in my head I was like, well, I don't feel like I even really achieved. Like, you know, I didn't go to college or university. Like, I don't like, where is this complex coming from? And what I realized was, you know, especially in the first, uh, like last year, specifically in my business and some part of the beginning of this year too, it was really hard for me to rest. Like I was just like, I felt like I had to be constantly on. And what happened was I started to burn out. I was just like so exhausted all of the time. I felt like I was constantly working. I felt like I wasn't able to create from a place of inspiration and and love. Like I was like kind of just doing things because I felt like that was the thing I had to do. 
And so for me, it was about unlearning why I like where that even came from. So I had to go back and kind of look at my my own upbringing, I needed to look at the things that I was learning also getting into the entrepreneurial world, like the people I was learning from initially were like, you know, no, nothing wrong with, um, you know, men at all. I'm, you know, I love men, but like a lot of my mentors at the time were men and they were running their business in a very masculine energy way. A lot of go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. You got to be, you know, you got to grind. And once you get results, then you can take a break. But, you know, you got to grind it out. And they always praise themselves on these stories about how, you know, they, when they were building their business, they didn't see friends or family for like a year. And, and so I, you know, I realized that I was internalizing all of these narratives. And I was like, holy shit, like, I don't actually want to live like that. I don't want to, that's not my story. And I don't need to live that way to be successful. And so I started to seek evidence in other ways of success that came from balance, that came from nourishment, that came from learning to balance your masculine and feminine energy, because it's not like you don't want to be too far in one or the other. You want to find that harmony. You want to find the harmony between the doing and the being. And a lot of this started to come from learning how to love myself because when I love I started to love myself I started to realize that I didn't need to feel validated outside of myself and so that overachieving narrative of oh I need to always be on social media or I always need to be available for my clients or I always need to respond the moment someone messages me I was like no longer needing like that like validation of being needed by anything else I was like oh like I am a full whole being in myself and so from that place I get to live in a state of overflow and then whatever overflows it out of me that's what get people get access to and and then it paves the way for people to feel safe to do that within themselves and so this is an ongoing practice of of love for within myself because it may not seem like it now but I spent most of my life hiding I was not confident in myself at all. I had a lot of problems with loving myself. I couldn't, I like, I even like physically hid my body. Like I wouldn't wear shorts in the summer. Like I was so insecure. And so this new version of me that I've stepped into has literally come from facing the stuff that I was just basically shoving down for most of my life and then redefining what I wanted my life to look like what what it what it actually was that I was seeking what 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 it was I wanted to feel what I wanted to accomplish and then seeing how I could say fuck the rules that everybody else may be living by and make my own rules knowing that if I started to be in integrity with myself that my success would be inevitable and I do it in my own way and that I could teach people to live in their own truth as well and so it's been this really beautiful uh like homecoming so to speak I love, I love, love, love it. And it's like, you're right. Like when I got into entrepreneurship and I was just following Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and Grant Cardone, and I, I would feel so guilty about sleeping. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't sleep. I have to do things. Cause I like wrote this while you're talking. Like I was raised with the idea that if you're not winning, you're failing. Like even if you're hitting all the check marks, like if you're not overachieving, your failure. So my whole life has been just, I have to be at the top of my class. I have to have everything perfect. Like everything has to be like, I have to do, do, do. And I enjoy, I enjoy doing all those things. I, 
I loved university. I loved all of like my major. So I was like, I'm excelling in something that I am passionate about. But if I fell short, looking back that a A minus ruined my spring break, my junior year of college, like because it Mm. hurt my GPA. And I spent the whole week drunk crying. I was so upset and looking back at that I went off the deep end about an A minus I was so attached to that like overachieving experience that it like it shook me hard Mm -hmm. and I've like tried really hard to like just try new things and be okay with failing as I have aged finally but it's so hard and our culture to just be like, well, I'm coaching. And they're like, are you making six figures? No. Well, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. yep. I'm not. It's like, like now that I like I'm coaching, like it's a very weird space of like, well, are you a six figure coach? Yeah. How much you mean? I'm like, I'm not trying to be a six figure coach right now. I'm trying to help like this little group of people and like create and build. I'm like, is that what I should be doing? And I've been real into my head about it the last couple of months being like, I've never had like a 10k launch or a six figure launch and yep. all these people around me and I'm just um, well, well, it's interesting because those things uh those things really do show up in the coaching industry or the online space in general and you know, um something that I was talking about the other actually last week is like, you know, like I fucking love money. I love making money. I am very proud of the financial success that I've had over this past year. I'm stoked about it. However, there are so many other ways that you win in your business that have literally nothing to do with money, nothing to do with how many followers you have, nothing to do with what people think of you. Literally so much of it is coming home to yourself and learning and growing as a person like your business is a spiritual journey and it is a fucking mirror that will show you where you need to go over and over and over again and so as a mindset and energy coach absolutely as a result of subconscious healing and like mindset energetic mastery like my clients do have financial wins but that's not the purpose behind what I do in terms of helping people I'm not a you know I'm not a traditional business coach in the sense that I you know, help people with their launch plans and sales and marketing and, you know, whatever strategic things happen in the background, which are all valid and important in their own right. But I'm more so helping people with, you know, the energy behind those things. And then also really, really creating, you know, having like a mindset strategy as a non-negotiable part of their business, because those are the, those are the things that will hold people back. Like you can get far enough without working through your inner work or doing the inner work, but you will, you will continually hit roadblocks or you won't be able to celebrate your success or you won't feel like enough. Like you got to start prioritizing this work so that as you're reaching those milestones, you actually feel connected to yourself. And so when it comes to the whole, you know, uh, like, you know, six figure, seven figure, all of the stuff, awesome goals to strive for, like their money is fucking amazing, but there, it's problematic when people think they're doing something wrong if they haven't reached those milestones yet. Like you can be killing it in your business and ha- you know have only made X amount of money, like whatever that you know. Like it, it literally doesn't need to to always fall back on. Like, well, 
if you haven't made six figures yet, you're doing something wrong. Like, I think that's just like such bullshit. And like, I really am, um, I really do like speaking on that because I feel like I've spoken to so many people that they're like, oh, well, I must not be like as successful. And it's like, fuck that. Like you are successful because you, you decide you're successful first and foremost. And like, this is where it's so important to like really continually check in with yourself and ask yourself all the time, is this true for me? When you read something on Instagram, when you listen to a podcast, when you read something, when you feel something in your body, like, like, you know, when you feel a response or a thought process start to activate and it gets all like, oh, you're like, oh, I don't feel good now. Ask yourself, like, is what I'm hearing or reading right now true for me? And if it's not true for you, you don't have to like live in that reality, you know? <laughs> That's so good. I, I don't know. I feel like 2020, since I'm like new like this year to like really being in the coaching space it's so interesting to see what people are really like pitching in business coaching hit x amount of dollars and i always see that and i'm like i love the idea of having a strategy launching but i feel like you have to have like that mindset strategy too like you have to have both like in my coaching is people with money i'm going to teach you how to practically manage your money but we need to change your money mindset because if you don't feel good about money and you don't trust yourself to manage money it doesn't matter how much money you save bring in you're it's it's not gonna work like yeah if you can't manage like five dollars and you can't feel good about five dollars you're probably not gonna feel great about like five thousand dollars absolutely So I always feel like coaching has to have both. And I try to only like really engage with coaches who are like, we're going to work on your mind and we're going to work on your business. Because if they're just like, well, here's my strategy to get you to six figures, do X, Y, and Z. Can really anyone do X, Y, and Z? I don't really feel like X, Y, and Z is going to work for every single person. Absolutely. And that's, that's like a huge thing too, right? Is like, there are so many ways to be successful. And so when someone says my way is the best way and you need to be like me run the fucking other way, because like, there's so many ways that you can do things. And that's like one of the things that I really help people with on the intuitive side of things is like bringing that intuitive wisdom into your business. Because you, you know, you might learn, like, for example, like I work with a business coach and I've worked with her for almost two years and I love her because she is, everything she teaches is very much so, well, if it feels good for you, like, it's always kind of like, here's an example of how this could look. And then you can kind of put your own spin on it. And she's very, very good at helping me also tap into my intuition. And so I, like I said, I don't deal with like, you know, the strategy side of things when it comes to like, here's a launch plan and here's how you're going to sell and here's how you're going to market yourself. But it's the intuitive component to that, that I do help people with, because it's like, you want things to feel your business. You want it to feel good. You want it to be an extension of who you actually are. And so when, for example, when you're launching, like that's you gifting the world with your presence, with your mission, with your, with your gifts, like it's a gift. And so it's like really helping people see how they go about doing things in their business in this different lens, like through a different lens, through a different light, because sometimes people think, Oh, well, if I buy this course or I work with this business coach, that's automatically going to mean that I'm going to have the success that they have. And the thing with that is like, maybe, maybe for sure, like that's not saying that doesn't happen. 
However, when people go into these things and they haven't done the inner work to parallel with that strategy side of things, a lot of times it doesn't work because you're trying to fit yourself into someone else's shoes. You're trying to do something in somebody else's way, but you don't trust yourself. And so there's this disconnect in the energy and uh, a lot of business coaches too, you know, some of them deal with mindset, but not a lot of them do, or at least they're not certified or trained to actually work with people on these things. And so their clients might have an issue with their mindset and they're like, well, just do that thing you, like I showed you in the course. And it's like, well, it has nothing to do with the strategy. It's that this person doesn't actually trust themselves to do the strategy. And so there's an issue. And so that's why this work is just so valuable. And it, like, in my opinion, like, I don't like telling people what they need to do, but in my opinion, uh, this work is like, it sh- needs to be like a non-negotiable part of running your successful and sustainable business. Because when you feel good, you make decisions that are in alignment with your your highest self, right? 100%. When I, so my first toe dip into like the online world was like network marketing mm-hmm. and they were like, repersonal development, work on yourself. And I was like, that's a bunch of woo woo bullshit. And I'm gonna not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's stupid. I'm not gonna read your book. I'm just gonna like sell some products. And like, that's all I needed to do. Turns out that was not all I needed to do. And that kind of segue into like the secret and learning about like mindfulness and gratitude. And I'm mildly ashamed to admit that I was probably like 27 years old before I ever was like, I'm grateful for anything. Mm. Because at that point I was, I'm not really like my life is garbage. As it turns out, my life was garbage because that's all I thought about it. I didn't Mm. see any positives. Mm. So coming from like, Mindset is stupid to now, oh my God, I'm like having a down day. What am I grateful for? Let me jot out like 10 things. Like, why am I feeling like this? Like, how can I get out of this? Whereas for years before, I'd just be like, well, I'm having a bad day, so I'm gonna get drunk. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. do any of my feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna get super, super drunk. I'm gonna do some drugs and I'm just gonna like not do yeah. anything about it because I was just like, what's the point? And now... Mm-hmm. Anytime someone's like, well, I'm having a bad day. Have you journaled about it? Like, have you dug into why? Like, what was actually your trigger? And it's just, it's like night and day difference. And I always thought it was stupid. And I thought it was stupid kicking and screaming, starting to do it. But I cannot stress this enough. If you think personal development and mindset work is stupid, like just keep doing it for like three weeks. Just give it like three weeks. I noticed changes like after a week of like consistently doing it where, well, this bad thing happened, but I could let it go immediately and move on. And so if nothing else, it's made me a nicer person to not be so deep in negative, sad, dumb things. So what do you think is probably your favorite client breakthrough that you've Mm. had what is what is one story if you want to share like something that you were just that you knew to your core that this is why that you existed for this person like Mm -hmm. to change this for someone I love these stories yeah so I was thinking about this and you know what's really interesting is that I feel like every single week I am blown away from my clients I am so just even have goosebumps just like thinking about it because the amount of when you witness somebody grow like grow and flourish it is such a gift and 
I, I, you know, it's really interesting because thinking about like, what's that one story? And it's like, I don't know if I have one story that's been like, that's the thing. I think it's been a compound effect of every single call, every single time that I get a Voxer message, every single time I see my clients thriving and stepping into their power and the growth that they've, it's just, it's magnificent watching when somebody comes into like working with me and everybody kind of starts um, in their own way, obviously, depending on who they are and what they're looking for. And it's just so incredible witnessing somebody and it happens very quickly. It happens so and these these things are like just seeing things from different perspectives or finally feeling safe to be themselves or finally setting boundaries, finally feeling like they can exist in their business in a way that they feel really nourished. Like all of it, it it just, it continually um, is a mirror for me as well. Because the thing with coaching is that you're in a partnership with your client. There is no hierarchy. Um, there, there is a partnership happening where you're both on like level playing ground, so to speak, you know, you're not above them. They're not above you. You're in it with them. And I always kind of say to my clients, like we're going in the vortex, like every call, it's like, we're in this together, you know? And it's so fascinating because I, I find that my clients help me grow as much as they help, as much as I help them grow. It's, it's this beautiful, even energy exchange that happens and witnessing somebody come home to themselves is just like, I, I, I can't even put into words what that feels like. It's just, it's so incredible. And, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be in a position now too, where I, I feel really connected to what I'm like, I know, like, I know what I do, you know, it's like, I'm very connected to what I do and it's, Uh, something I'm very confident in. And so it's really, really beautiful getting to work with people that I, I like know on like a very deep level. Like they are like my soulmate clients, like our, our paths were meant to cross and maybe we knew each other in a past life. Like it's like, it's so crystal clear. And so, yeah, to kind of answer your question, it's like, I don't feel like it's one thing. I think it's this compound effect of every single person that I've had the pleasure of working one-on-one with, people that have been in my group programs, any courses that I've made, even just, you know, even like people in my community, like it's not even necessarily just clients. It's people that send me a message on Instagram and are like, I needed to hear what you just said. And so sometimes it's like, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'm very uh, intuitive on my, my stories and my go lives. Like I don't really plan what I'm going to say most of the time. And sometimes I like, I'll like be like, mm, like, should I have posted that? You know, like I'll have like that little like thought of like, you know, did someone really need to hear that? Like, well, you know, was I just kind of going on a riff? And then those are the times when people message me and they're like, oh my God, like that story, like is exactly what I needed. And it's given me so much insight. And then, so it's like, even those periods too, I'm like, wow, like this is such a gift. I am so fucking grateful every single day that this is what I get to do with my life. It's amazing. So true. And like whenever I'm like posting, I'm like, I have a public page. So sometimes there are people who are not following me, who I've never interacted with, who will slide into my DMs and be like, oh my gosh, I needed this. Or like, this was like a really good tip. And I'm just like, we've never had any interaction ever. And I didn't even know I was writing this for you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite things about social media is 
you just, you literally never know. You never know who is going to like find you off a hashtag or like in your explore page, like whoever needs your message, like somebody out there needs it. Whatever it is, if it's like on your heart for any reason, it's on your heart for a reason and the right person is going to see it and they're going to connect and they're going to get something out of it no matter what. And that's probably one of my favorite things, especially as we like go into the holiday season. So I'm just how to save money, how to budget and like people being like, that was a great tip or like, I don't feel so frantic. My whole goal for the people I've been working with is to pay for Christmas in cash. So everything in your budget is a week to week set aside so that you can buy because your holidays should be guilt free. Like I feel like the holidays are stressful enough in the middle of a damn pandemic. Everything's fucking crazy. So I'm like, let's let's just stay in control of your finances and get through the end of the year as much as we possibly can. We are recording this before the U.S. Thanksgiving. That's a great thing to celebrate this year. This is going great. Technically, our presidential election has been decided. It's still, you know, whatever's happening. I'm so jealous that you're in Canada. I'm so... <laughs> So jealous. Um, if you're listening to this episode in 2021, I'm so glad that we made it. Hopefully it's going well. Yes. <laughs> uh, I basically do this little feature every week to see what's happening in the world because it's been crazy. When I started the podcast, the pandemic wasn't really like a big deal. I started like the week before in March and we were yeah. like, okay, it'll be like, we'll just stay inside for like two weeks and it'll be fine. And you know, it's cool. There's only like 12 million cases in the U.S. It's going great. We're doing great. Don't ever come here. Stay in Canada. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I don't even think you guys can come. I don't even think we're allowed to travel right now. It's yeah, been so. crazy. So we've got like seven. No, there are not seven weeks left in 2020. There's like six. What are you most looking forward to for the end of this year? Yeah, I I think I'm most looking forward to this next, uh, well, actually, I'm going to go see my family in a couple weeks, which I haven't seen my family in over a year, so I'm going to be flying back to Ontario, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm also really excited to just, I'm I'm going to be creating some things, um, over the next month and a month or two, and they're really dear to my heart, so I'm really excited to bring those, uh, those projects into the world. And then I'm really excited too to just, you know, really integrate um, all of the things that I've learned this year over the next month. Like, you know, I, I really, I'm not one of those people that's ever like, new year, new me, you know, like, I, I don't really believe that. I think that, you know, time is kind of this illusion. <laughs> and like, years are like a social construct in a lot of ways. So for me, it's more just like welcoming in the energy Um, that comes with you know starting a new year and I think that just closing out this year I'm just going to really be practicing a lot of gratitude um, and just really anchoring in like the joy that I've found um, through the chaos of this year because it's been it's been a really intense year even though this has probably been one of the best years I've ever had it's been a really intense year for a lot of reasons and so I'm I'm excited to leave this year feeling like I've actually like fully come home to myself and like feeling really connected to who I am and like what I'm here to do. I feel like 2020 has taught us all kind of what's important to us, like what's really important. The family and friends that we haven't been able to see in a long time, 
what we actually want with like our careers, what our relationships are like. The beginning of 2020 to where we are now, it looks totally different. And it was, it was a lot of struggle to get through it, but it was definitely our best year for my husband's company. They thankfully like took off because everyone still needed websites and web development. So we we were very lucky in a lot of what happened in 2020, but it was also very hard because we had moved to a new city last year. We moved across country away from all of our friends and family because I really wanted to live in Nashville. And I like all I wanted to move to Nashville for was to go watch country music every week. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted this fun new city. And then we got stuck in the middle of a pandemic and I haven't been out in six months or more. So we went from like all of these plans and all these new experiences to literally stuck in our house alone together with our four cats. And that was, it's been a very, it's been a very hard year for our marriage. It's Mm -hmm. been a good year financially And I feel like we're coming out of it a lot better than I thought that we would. Like, as we're kind of, like, sitting down to reflect on the year, we're actually like, oh, we got a lot of shit done. There was just a lot of garbage in the way. But focusing on the results of it and just how much growth that has happened. Like, and I feel, sometimes I feel a lot of guilt for that because ultimately we had a great 2020 And there are millions of people who this year just, like, wrecked. And I, like, struggle so hard with feeling guilty for being really happy Mm. for where we are. And I feel like that's just such a fine line for people who've had a great 2020 versus the people who haven't. I'm like, I don't know if you've run into that at all with your mindset. Because I'm, like, proud of what we've done. Mm -hmm. But I feel awkward sharing given the landscape of my life. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. And I mean, I think the important thing that come back to is that you don't help change the world by dimming your light. And so the light that you share and the happiness that you share and the, you know, like the sheer joy of existing is what helps other people see what's possible. And so it's not about being tone deaf. It's it's about you know, obviously in the heat of, of the moment of things, you know, we can, uh, I think it's important to be you know, especially as a leader, like, you know, acknowledge what's happening in the world. Absolutely. But I, I don't believe that I am going to help change the world through raising the vibration of the planet if I am lowering my vibration to make other people more comfortable. Because I think that for me, I am here to help people see what's possible when you love the fuck out of who you are and do what lights you up. And so this is like a a mission that's greater than me. It's not even about me. It's literally about, this is like my soul, my soul's contract to this lifetime is to really help people. And so I always remind myself that people that would look at what I say and what I do through the lens of judgment is that it's not even about me. you know, people will project where they are and how they feel onto other people. We're all projecting all the time, right? And so I always think to myself, you know, if someone were to come at me or if someone in my life were to say, you know, whatever they would say from a place of judgment, it's like, what I get to do is to have compassion. I get to, I get to have compassion for that person. And I get to honor 
their map of the world, but it doesn't need to be my map of the world. And I believe in being authentically yourself. And if your authentic self is being fully embodied in your joy because of all of the beautiful things that you've accomplished and worked through and are in your life and have in your life, then then that's what you get to share with the world. I love that mission greater than me line. That's that's so true because we're all here for a reason. I've I've really clung to this lately that like like the probability of us existing at this exact mm-hmm. moment in time is insane. So there's got to be a reason for that. So you're here for that and I like try to focus on if I'm not sharing the wins and the successes like no one's going to know that I can help them do the same. Um, yeah. So I love that. Well, if you could go back and give your younger self, like your 16, 17 year old self, like if you could sit her down and be like, okay, this is what's up. Listen to me here. What would you tell yourself? I mean, I would, I would like kneel in front of her and grab her by the face and tell her that she is so magnificent and that she is going to do so many incredible things in this world and that the things that she had experienced and were to be experiencing in that period of time are actually almost like an initiation into this life that she's going to create for herself and that through this through the things that she was experiencing she would learn uh, and tap into a world of compassion and empathy which would actually be the catalyst to changing the lives around her and so I would tell her to to keep going and to love uh, who she is because who she is is actually her greatest superpower and that the things that she was so afraid to be seen and um, the, the ways that she was so afraid to be seen are exactly the things that would make people fall in love with her and that she should just love herself deeply in the process of healing. Your greatest superpower is loving yourself. That is, that is everything. That should be your mic drop moment, big takeaway from all of this, you guys. I, that's just so beautiful. And it's, I'm going to put it on like a sticky note on my wall of things that I try to remind myself with all the time, like affirmations everywhere. That's definitely going to go on there. I just love that so much. Well, I will have all of the links to you in the show notes so that people can find you, work with you. Do you have any programs that are launching? Can people work with, are you accepting clients right now? Like we're still in November, if you yeah. are or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do have space for um, a one-on-one client. So that's something that if somebody's interested, they can definitely reach out to me. Um, I'm going to be creating a launch course, like a mindset and energy course for launching in your business. So that's going to be coming out. Uh, over the next couple months here, I'm going to have a Black Friday sale for that too. So um, there's that. And then, yeah, I think that those are the two main things that I have coming up over the next couple months. And so um, anybody listening that is interested in, in connecting or hearing more about uh, what it's like to, to work with me, um, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I would absolutely love to connect with you. Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Yeah, you're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.